You're listening to the Inside North Central Massachusetts podcast, powered by the North Central Massachusetts Chamber of Commerce and regional leaders like Rollstone Bank and Trust, where you matter most. Why should your business be a member of the North Central Massachusetts Chamber of Commerce? It's actually quite simple. The Chamber is dedicated to protecting and promoting the local business community. Our primary goals? To advance the region, help business owners network and grow, and to advocate on behalf of the business community. Joining the Chamber makes good business sense. We invite you to join the nationally recognized North Central Massachusetts Chamber today. Call 978-353-7600 or visit northcentralmass.com. Hello and welcome to the Inside North Central Massachusetts podcast. Travis Condon, Cat Deal, as we continue our On the Road series with the North Central Massachusetts Chamber of Commerce. We are out at Tough Stuff Recycling at 145 Authority Drive here in Fitchburg, right off of Route 2. And Kat, who are we speaking with today? Today, we have the pleasure of speaking to Rodney Clara. He is the Director and Business Development person here at Tough Stuff. Rodney, thank you so much for letting us invade your space today. Oh, far from invading, and thank you so much. And you can hear there is uh, there's some really good work going on already today. It's a busy day here. Yeah, I hope it's not too noisy. You'll hear beeps from the forklift <laughs> and honking and all that kind of safety stuff. That's uh, fine, because we know that all that sound means the stuff's being recycled. Yes. So let's talk a little bit about the beginnings of Tough Stuff, because before you opened your facility here in Fitchburg, Massachusetts, the business actually started on the West Coast out in California. So how did that tough stuff first become a business? Well, they started off as a consolidation facility. And it used to be a name, uh, Rest in Peace was the original name of the company. Um, <laughs> then it was bought out by Tough Stuff Recycling. Um, and what they did is they revolutionized the business in, on the West Coast. Um, they put in a larger facility um, and they put a huge um, shred process in, 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 the, in the California facility. And when we talk about shredding, the things that we're talking about breaking up, mattresses. So when you have a mattress, how much material can actually be recycled out of that mattress? Good question. Uh, you know, most people think it's there's very little stuff. I mean, it's a mattress. You know, what, what's, what's recyclable out of it? Yeah. 75 to 80% of a mattress is recyclable. Really? 60% um, of it is steel. So, and then another 20% is wood, and then you have foam, and you have topper, um, yeah, it's, there's a lot to be recycled in it. That's amazing amount. I did not think the percentage would be that high of what can be recycled. Yeah, and think of the space also it takes up in a landfill to, oh. to place a mattress in the landfill. So by pulling it out of, out of the landfill and recycling it, you're actually opening up more space in landfill for what actually needs to go into a landfill. Mm -hmm. And you're actually able to take those mattresses, break them down, and divert those true commodities um, into new products. So... Business started out in California doing this mattress recycling, recycling up to you know 80% of this material. What was the impetus to bring it to Massachusetts? We were originally going to put our facility in Rhode Island, and uh, we just couldn't find a space. And so, you know, of course, Massachusetts is right next door. So we started looking around in Massachusetts, and uh, lo and behold, we found an amazing site uh, where we're at now, 145 Authority Drive, and we made our home here. And then we found out that they were going to ban mattresses from landfills, yeah. and it was just it was it was perfect. So was that just coincidence, or was I, there? Did you, did you guys <laughs> see that on the horizon? I, I would like to say I planned that, but no, I did not plan that. Um, we came in. We knew there would be a need for mattress recycling mm -hmm. um, in any state. Any state has that issue. So we were like, okay, well, we'll start reaching out. And then as we began to reach out into the state to find a home to put our footprint down, we realized that there was a band coming into place. And at that point, we were like, well, hey, 
it makes sense to put a facility in the wonderful state of Massachusetts and uh, recycle mattresses here. So when you're in the process of recycling the mattress, there's a lot of breakdown and we can hear the, the work going on. And when I've been here, I was here before you were fully opened and now seeing everything that's come to fruition in the location. What is the process of breaking a mattress down? Like what do you, so I have a mattress at home I need to get rid of. What do I need to do? Good question. And and yes, you were, you were, the, the chamber was here <laughs> when we literally had 10,000 square feet. Yeah. There was nothing in the warehouse. I think everybody was looking at us like we were crazy saying <laughs> we were going to be the largest mattress recycler in the state. Um, but, you know, we, uh, we, we did become, we, we have become that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so the good example is I always say it's almost like um, opening up a clamshell. You take, uh, a, you, we have blades that we use. We cut around it, all the way around it. It's on a table that is round. You slice around the middle of the mattress all the way, and you literally peel away the layers, just like an onion. You peel away, then you have the top part, which is what we call the topper. That's what you sleep on. That goes into one pile. And then underneath it is foam. And you pull that foam off. It's usually about a two to three inch layer. That goes into another pile. And then there's a couple other components in a mattress that aren't really recyclable, but are sometimes recyclable. And that's what we call a shoddy. It's a post-consumer fabric. It's almost like a thick cloth, almost like a moving blanket, Mm -hmm. but it's just Mm -hmm. old fiber. And then underneath it, you have cotton. So this is all clean stuff. It's really clean. There's nothing, it's not contaminated. It's all just pure cotton. We put that into a box that gets recycled as well. And then there's the wood foundation. So after you've kind of pulled these layers away and you separated them, you put them each into a pile you have this wood metal frame. So what we do is we have to separate the steel from the wood. We pull that apart, and then the steel becomes a commodity. The wood becomes a commodity. It's either a compost. It can go waste to energy. That's the layers that you you just pull apart for a mattress. Are there any mattresses you don't take? There are some mattresses we don't take. We call them non-conforming units. (laughs) And a non-conforming unit is if you've ever seen a mattress on the side of the road that's been there for four or five days and, you know, it's been drugged through the woods or it's been in a creek or mm-hmm. those can't be recycled because they just are so damaged. Yeah. The commodities are so damaged. So that, that's a, that's a bad unit. The bed bugs. Uh, I know that probably makes everybody cringe right now. <laughs> I see everybody right now around me cringing yeah. during the winter time. They can be common. They do come in on loads. Um, those are again, considered non-conforming, but those can be treated and we can still process them. They just have to be sprayed with a, an, a, an insecticide. Uh, our employees have to be protected, but they can be handled. But yes, there are units that are non-conforming. But generally, I would say 99% of the mattresses that we get in our facility, and we get about seven to 8,000 a month, um, and that's going to probably increase to about 15,000 in the next couple months. Those are, 99% of those are recyclable. That's amazing. That That's absolutely amazing. And I'm just curious, where do the products go? I, I love this because most people, their eyes gloss over after a while. But <clears throat> um, I, I love this business because it's really exciting. I get to see this these end products. So an example is the cotton we were talking about. The cotton can be used for um, for absorbent tubing. So an example for oil absorbent tubing, things like that. It can be used for compost. It can be mixed into a compost. Again, anything that does not go into a landfill is considered a reuse of that product. Um the cotton can be used for other, like dog bedding. So if you have a dog bed, sometimes those beds are made out of post-consumer cotton mattresses. The most exciting thing is, is if you've ever looked at um, under your carpet and you see the carpet padding and you see that strange-looking color stuff, that foam, that is mattresses. It's mattresses and foam. 
So the, remember what I meant by the first head, the, the topper and the mattress, are the, the foam and the topper are the two things that you peel away first. We put those in two different piles. We bail them. We ship them to a company. And then what that company does is they basically cook it, chop it all up. They mix it by color. So it's that crazy color of a carpet padding. And they glue it and they press it. And that's where the foam and the topper goes. The steel gets melted down. We send it out to a steel company. They take it. They send it, you know, to a, a, um, a refinery. They basically process it. Not a refinery, but a, uh, where, they, where they melt down the steel, for lack of a better description. Uh, a wood goes to composting. So all of these have homes. We just have to find those homes. Now, with the coils and springs, there's different setups depending on, I guess, the type of mattress. Um, is the process different depending on the layout? Wow, you, it's, that's a, most people would never have asked that question. That, it, it's a very good question. And yes, there are different kinds of coils. So we have the wonderful thing called the pocket coil. So if you've ever seen the commercial, uh, I, I'm dating myself, back in the day when you would throw a bowling ball on a bed, yeah. and the bowling ball would only just bounce in one area. Those and the are glass pocket, of wine never That's spilled, right, and the right? glass of wine never That's I right, that's right. That you saw the commercial too. I do. Um, so those are pocket coils. And what that is, it's an individually wrapped steel spring. And those are very hard to recycle because them being individually wrapped, you have to pull that plastic. It's called polypropylene. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love that word. It's taken me a while to learn how to say it, polypropylene. <laughs> you have to separate that from the steel. So it's very hard. A lot of the older mattresses that just have a spring and the wood together, you can just, we have a thing that peels the steel away from the wood, and then that gets bailed. So that's a very good question. There are different kinds of springs. The spring is a very hard, um, it's a very good, high-quality metal, and it's, it's wanted by a lot of steel recycling companies. So do you have custom machines that break apart the mattresses, and, and, or is it the people that do this by hand? So we're in, a, we're in phase three right now in our facility. Currently right now is we do what we call old school where we have workers that will sit there with the blade that we were just talking about earlier, cutting open the stuff, separating the components. Uh, We have a baler. We have someone that's separating the steel from the wood, you know, and that kind of thing. Our next phase is we're going to be putting a piece of equipment in that will allow us to automize everything. The great thing is we'll be able to take the workers that we have and give them higher skilled levels of jobs, Mm -hmm. um, running these pieces of equipment, running all of this stuff, and we'll be shredding. We'll be shredding the the, the, the units. There's a system that we're going to do for that. And I think that's such an amazing thing. And I know um, your CEO actually talked about that when we came yeah. here for the ribbon cutting. Mike and had said you know, he likes giving people jobs. He doesn't want to take jobs away. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think, often a fear when you hear automation. So can you tell us a little bit about that process of upscaling that you do when someone comes in and you bring more machinery and that does the job that they were hired to do? Yep. So, and Mike Gurney has always been a very a big advocate of, of making sure that the employees that we have here are educated in the sense of how to become better at what they do. So we're always going to need people to move the mattresses. We're always going to need people to load mattresses. We're always going to need people to, to bail some of the products that we get in. Mm-hmm. The automation is actually going to add some workers because what we have to do is we have to put pick lines in. We have to put um, people that are going to manage the equipment, people that are going to have to take it apart when we have to service it, people that are moving. Because, um, again, this this equipment is generating products. Mm-hmm. So we have to still move those products to a collection container where they can then be sold off to a vendor. So it's just taking people that would otherwise be doing harder manual work, which is more labor intensive and can be safety related. You know, it can cause safety issues because you're you, these these guys are working so hard mm-hmm. all the time. But the automation takes that heavy workload off of them and provides them a more 
uh, a skilled job. There's a lot of talk about you know, diversity in the workplace. And one of the things I thought was great was when we came here for the ribbon cutting, you gave a speech in English, but then you also have your, your floor manager. I don't know if that's her correct title. Emily, yeah. Emily. Mm-hmm. And she was translating everything in Spanish. And you were really trying to go all in with the bilingual services for your employees. How crucial has that been to offer that to your workers? I think it's amazing just for the simple fact I, I used to be in the warehouse. I, I understand what it's like to be in that environment, you know, whatever your nationality is. Ours is heavily uh, Hispanic. For me, I don't speak a lot of Spanish, but I think it's important that they understand what I'm saying because they are such, and I try to continuously tell this to them all the time, you know, they are the reason we exist. If if they were not here, if they were um, absent from the warehouse, we would not have anything done in the warehouse. And, and they're an instrumental part. I mean, yes, I am important in the fact that I can drive the business in and, you know, talk about it and sell it and explain what happens. But if we don't have someone making it happen, yeah. then we're just not here. And so I think it's important that we, uh, for me personally, I think it's we don't take our workers for um, for granted because they are the they are the they are the fundamental foundation of who we are. And language should not be the barrier. Not at all. I mean, it's a barrier for me because sometimes I don't speak the language, but I think it's important for me to have someone there that translates that and communicates mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that they understand. If they have questions, they can always talk to me, too. Mm-hmm. That's good. How many folks are working here? Right now, we have about 25. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. we'll probably be at uh, 40 at the peak of our season. And the peak of the season is usually between... Uh, is that the question you're going to... I was just going to say, is there a seasonal... <laughs> is it, like, seasonal here? Like, people are getting new mattresses. I, it is. Um, I always say that it starts with... You can always tell by the holidays. <laughs> So, um, is Valentine's Day a big time for new mattresses? (laughs) No, no, it actually isn't. You would think it would be, but it's not. Um, Our biggest day is just past President's Day. President's Day, yeah. Yeah. Um, President's Day is the kickoff for the mattress recycling world. That's our that's our um, uh, World Series. That's our Super Bowl. That's right. Um, Everybody wants to get rid of a mattress because they're out buying. Because if you see the ads after this podcast, whoever's listening to it, and you all are going to probably look at every commercial for mattresses and realize, oh my god. There's a mattress commercial. That's going to be the, the, the emphasis for people going out and recycling mattresses. Um, but it's usually from usually from the middle of January because tax season mm-hmm. all the way through the end of September. And then it slows down because people go into the holiday season. Mm-hmm. But until then, it's just – it's terrible. <laughs> oh, and it's at, good. <laughs> and at, So you, you're at 7,000 mattresses <clears throat> approximately right now. How big how, – how high of an increase can you go – especially when you get the new equipment to how many mattresses you can bring in on a monthly basis? Yeah, good question. Um, A typical recycler with the manual process can do upwards of maybe, you're pushing it maybe 110,000 units a year. We'll be able to do 360 to 400,000 units in a year. Wow. About how many do you do in a day? Like on a typical day during your busy season? (laughs) I would say in a typical day what we... Well, there's two different things, what we bring in and what we recycle. Mm-hmm. On a typical day, we can bring in up to 500 units. We can bring in as high as 1,000 units on a day. Processing-wise, our guys are so good at what they do, they can literally take apart about 100 mattresses a day. Oh and that's an eight-hour day. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. We're going to take a quick break, but we'll be right back right here on the Inside North Central Massachusetts podcast. The business world is more competitive than ever, and running a business has never been more challenging. The North Central Massachusetts Chamber of Commerce is here to help. With trusted resources, a strong business network, 
and a support system to keep your business and North Central Massachusetts moving forward. We invite you to join the nationally recognized North Central Massachusetts Chamber today. Call 978-353-7600 or visit northcentralmass.com. Welcome back to the Inside North Central Massachusetts podcast from your North Central Massachusetts Chamber of Commerce. Travis Conn and Kat Deal out at Tough Stuff Recycling, 145 Authority Drive in Fitchburg. We're chatting with Ronnie Clara, the director of business development. So where are the mattresses coming in from? Are they all do- are they all residents bringing them in? Good question. They come in from everywhere. You know, you have we have a bunch of municipalities that work with us. So we work with cities and towns and help them do we do curbside. We go out and provide so if you're a resident of Pittsburgh, we you know you would go onto our portal page, you would log in, you would put your zip code in, and then we would send a truck out and we would pick up curbside. You pick up curbside. Yes, yes, we do curbside pickup. That's incredible. Yes, a lot of the when this landfill ban happened, um, what happened was the tr- solid waste companies refused to do curbside pickup. So what we've done is we've filled that gap. We've worked with municipalities, we've came in and we provide curbside now. So we go out and pick up curbside. Those are residents. And then we do uh, commercials. So you have landfills that will bring to us. They get stuff that, you know, when you bring your stuff to a landfill or a transfer station, they can't landfill it anymore. So they have to give it to a recycler. So they bring it to us. Um, And we also work with retailers. We work with hotels. So remember, hotels are another Mm -hmm. big source of beds, right? Think about the hotels. Some hotels can have five or 600 rooms. So, I mean, you mentioned the curbside pickup. Was that originally part of the plan when you came here to Massachusetts, or was that just a there, there's an opportunity? Let let's seize it and go for it. Uh, it was not. Again, it was something that we were we our business model was to come in and have people drop off stuff to mm-hmm. us, right? It was and it was just drop off, we recycle. But there was a this huge demand when this landfill ban happened, and solid waste companies chose not to do curbside. Uh, a lot of municipalities that we work with did not have an alternative. And so residents still want to have an alternative. They, mm-hmm. they don't have, a, some people don't have a car. Nope. They don't have a way to get the mattress to their, you know, a recycling location. And they don't really know how to do that. So um, municipalities reached out to us and asked, you know, and, and Mass DEP as well asked if we could do it. And so, you know, we, we uh, really just worked hard on putting together a program. We, we invested a ton of money in creating the portal page which is really cool. Uh, you can go to toughstuffrecycling.com and see our portal page. It just says you, know, you click on it, and that it's a really easy way to schedule your curbside pickup. But we contract with towns now, and, and we work closely with them to make sure that their residents are serviced. Some of the some of the towns will even have like the the town of Salem. They have a you know they 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 charge the residents a certain amount, and they cover the rest of it. So it's some of it's subsidized. You know, there's. They want to make it work for their residents, mm-hmm. um, and we want to make it work for the municipalities. Absolutely. And so you're partnering with more and more municipalities. It seems like every time I hop online or on social media, I'm seeing <clears throat> another partnership or another agreement with another city or town. Do you have an estimate as to how many different communities you're now partnering with in Massachusetts? Right now, we're about 40. We have 40 different municipalities, term as a city or a town, but there are over 300 in Massachusetts. Yeah. So it's uh, as as fast as I can type away and send out a quote and get them to work with us. Now, if someone's part of a community that doesn't offer the curbside pickup and they have a mattress and they're looking to get rid of it, can they still use Tough Stuff Recycling? And what is that process like? Yeah, good question. What we're in the process of doing right now is we're looking at now that we've got the portal up and running and it's really active, what we're doing now is we're looking to to activate 
certain regions within the map for curbside services. So we may not be contracted with the town, but we may turn on the portal Mm -hmm. so that residents will have the opportunity to be able to tap into that. We also provide uh, a drop-off here at our facility, and our rate for here is $30 just to drop off units. So it's way cheaper than if you were to take it to a landfill. Oh, indeed. Um, A landfill is like 100 and I think it's like – $110, $120 right now. Well, yeah, when the ban came in, the the price jacked up across the Commonwealth. And so as a result, um, 30 bucks is, you know, is a deal. So what we do is we, you come in, you you pay the, you can pay credit card, you can pay check, you can pay uh, via the website. Again, you can go to the website, pay for it, get a receipt, bring it in, just drop it off at the door. It's one, two, three, you're done. Well, you make it very easy for people to recycle a commodity that is usually a blight. Yeah, and we want to make it easy. It's it's hard enough, you know, to have to. It's hard. To, I mean, believe me, I just moved recently, and let me tell you something. I, having to move a mattress is no fun. <laughs> so having to get rid of a mattress shouldn't be shouldn't be something that is that is hard to do. It should be easy, and we want to make it easy. Well, I think it's tough too because I think a lot of us, especially you know, I live in a city and. I've always had that mentality of you're allowed that one big item a week. You yes. Just, oh, yeah. You, you drag it out to the curb and you forget about it. And you never really think, like, if I have to get rid of this a different way, how's it work? And I'm on a busy street. So if there's something I don't want, chances are I can put it out, slap a free sign on it, someone's going to take it. But that's not the case with a, with an old mattress. You know, sometimes that's, I have to say, you got to be careful too. Cause sometimes when people put the mattresses out in the corner, um, they will get picked up, but they won't get picked up by us. And what happens is they yeah. get picked up by what they call a refurbisher. And so if you've ever found a mattress, if you ever went to a store that sells a mattress for like two or 300 bucks, like a small little furniture store, they're more than likely a mattress that was on a street that they just pulled a new cover over and stitched it. And it looks brand new. It doesn't have a label on it like a, you know, CD, Serta mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff or, you know, the, the Casper or whatever. It doesn't have a fancy label on it. It, has a, it usually has a red tag on it and it has to state that it's been a refurbished model. So sometimes those mattresses that are on the street corner do get repurposed. <laughs> so just be aware. Now, if that's someone terrible. That's terrible. If someone does have a refurbished mattress, um, is that some is that one of the ones that you won't take, or will you take it if it's still oh. in good condition? Oh, we will take it. I've I've uh, we've gotten mattresses uh, well, repurposed, refurbished mattresses. Is what it's called in the industry. I've gotten them before, and I've gone out on the floor and cut mattresses open before, and I've cut one open before, and then there were it was it was repurposed three different times. No, <laughs> no, I am no three different covers. Brandy, you pull off the first cover, like the full topper, um, and then there would be another mattress underneath it. Well, it's like when you paint a wall and you keep yes. finding the new layers of paint. Exactly, as you're it's it down. exactly like how it is. <laughs> it got down to the point where the mattress at the very core of it was like literally again a mattress from the sixties. Oh, wow! My goodness! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow! I wanted to also mention there is a good side to refurbishment as well. So there, so uh, there are actual good refurbishers out there because I we believe in reuse, right? Reuse is just it's well above recycling. So there are companies that will go out and what they do is they will get a foundation, which is basically a mattress. So like, let's say your mattress at your house, I'm sure it's in perfectly wonderful condition, right? You bring it in, it's still got some value left in it. So what they will do is they'll take that and they'll treat it, which means they'll either cook it for approximately 10 minutes at a certain temperature, kills off any kind of contaminants that may be existing. Not that, not that you have any contamination on your mattress, <laughs> um, but they, uh, they'll, they'll cook it, um, and then what they do is they will put a new cover over it, 
They'll make sure that cover has flame retardant uh, stitching mm-hmm. and the, it's a flame retardant cover. Because again, remember a lot of back in the day, a lot of fires were started because of cigarettes, right? So yeah. the top part of the topper, if it's not flame retardant, it will catch fire. Mm-hmm. So there is a viable market for refurbished mattresses and not all refurbished mattresses are bad. Um, it's just, you have to make sure you're getting them from someone that actually is doing it the correct way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the forklift just started again. I, I, the work never stops here. That is for sure. That is one thing that I will say is that since we've been here, the work has not stopped. It, it truly hasn't. And it's and, and, and it's impressive because Travis and I were preparing for the podcast and Travis found 20 million tons, 20 million tons of mattresses end up in a landfill. So the work that these guys are doing out here is so important, yeah, and it is to our communities. I think about the, the the it's not just the tonnage too. It's 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 the it's the volume a mattress takes in a landfill. Mm-hmm. So here's the issue with the mattress. So whenever you take a mattress and you landfill it, here's why it's terrible to landfill a mattress. Because again, it's just like what Travis said. You put something curbside, magic, it's gone, right? Like like the like the God junk commercial, right? When they yeah. poof, it's gone, yeah, right? So point at it, it disappears. That's right. The problem is, is when it goes into a landfill, what happens is that it goes into a landfill. They roll over it with a truck uh, tractor to smash trash down. You've mm-hmm. ever seen if you've ever been in a landfill. Or you'll see a big tractor that's moving things around, and it's like flattening at the same time. The problem with the mattress is you put the mattress in. You roll it over a few times with the tractor. Then they put dirt over it when they close that landfill cell up, right? So they put dirt over it to close it. Then they put their next set, what well, they put another cell in. And they drive the tractor over it again. The problem is, is that mattress below bubble exactly. Uh-huh. I see Travis here with his hand. He's Travis is showing his hand like it's bubbling. And he's, yeah. He yeah. can actually. I wish I you could see that on if this was on TV because it's exactly what happens. Yeah, it bubbles up, and what it does is it pops through the dirt cell barrier that they put down from the day before, and then the mattress gets caught up in the equipment and destroys the equipment, and they have to stop the equipment. So that's another huge reason why mattresses are just not wanted in landfills. They take up space, yep. they destroy equipment, and they're 75% recyclable. Yeah. Now, Rodney, for those who are looking for more information on the curbside pickup or getting a mattress to you, or just learning about mattress recycling in general and all the ways uh, that Tough Stuff Recycling sends this material off to be reused, where can they go? I would say outside of promoting our company first, I would say number one thing is to go to your – it's the – the most important information to get anything out of this is go to your municipality website, find out what recycler is working with your municipality, and reach out to your municipality to find out how to recycle your mattresses. Because there's normally a contract, a relationship with the municipality, and we're not the only recycler in the state. I'm not going to you know, try to say that we're the only ones in the state. There's um, a lot of mattress recycling to go around. So if you're someone's listening to this, go to your website, your town, your municipality's website, find out who they're currently working with. They will more than likely lead you to the right recycler that's close by. But with that said, our company, again, it's toughstuffrecycling.com. That is our, um, and again, that's spelled T-O-U-G-H. A lot of people like to spell us T-U-F-F. So it's T-O-U-G-H, toughstuffrecycling.com. When you go onto that website, you'll see again we have on the upper right-hand page. It has a little click, you know, if you want if you want curbside service, and it's just basically putting your zip code in and, and just learning about that service. But and you can learn a lot on our on our website as well. We have a blog there, um, so you can learn about like uh, bed bugs, which is an exciting, fun thing to learn about. You know, not what is a non-conforming unit? We have pictures. We want to make this uh, as much as 
an educational experience as a, um, a recycle, a good recycling experience. And for those who've been joining us, we've been chatting with Rodney Clare, the Director of Business Development at Tough Stuff Recycling over at 145 Authority Drive here in Fitchburg. And I want it known, I believe Rodney is forklift certified because I saw him driving one on social media the other day. <laughs> maybe, we'll get, maybe we'll get Rodney to take us for a ride on a forklift. <laughs> yes, yes, I, 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 that's right. On my, our LinkedIn, uh, our Tough Stuff LinkedIn, we, we are very active in doing our social media presence. We believe, again, it's just we want, we want people to have fun with mattresses, right? Yes. We want people to enjoy mattress recycling. Everybody just wants to get rid of it. I'm, like, so excited. I want to have people see the fun part of it. So... You know, go to our Facebook page, go to our LinkedIn page, and you get to see pictures of me on the on the on the on the forklift. And you know, it's 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 kind of like I look at it from this point of view. It is for me, it's kind of a playground outside, right? I have yeah. to work, but every once in a while, not that I have go out and play out on the forklift, but it just allows me to kind of get out and just you know be a part of the operations and get on the forklift and be a part of the overall whole company. But Rodney, I'm not going to lie. I'm a little more excited about mattresses. And I really hope that our <laughs> listeners take the time to head over to the website and be educated about what they can do with their old mattress. Yes. And Rodney, we want you to have fun. So folks, please bring your mattresses to <laughs> Tough Stuff Recycling. Again, toughstuffrecycling.com. That's tough, T-O-U-G-H. Rodney, thank you so much. Thank you. You've been listening to Inside North Central Massachusetts. This podcast is produced by the North Central Massachusetts Chamber of Commerce. For more information on this episode, links to other episodes, or if you have any questions, please visit northcentralmass.com.